Welcome to Ear for Fear. Uh, this is Rick, and this is the podcast that talks about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. Uh, today, we are going to be talking 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> we have uh, Darren Lindsay back. Uh, thanks for coming on out again, man. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, you uh, suggested this one. Not going to um, miss Nightmare on Elm Street. No, I mean, we, we got to do Nightmare on Elm Street. It's a classic. Like I've said in the past, I try to stay away from the classics, but ultimately, we're going to talk about them. And today, we're going to be uh, doing this one uh, before you and I jump into it talk about it let's do a quick rundown even though i think most people know what this is about but if for some crazy instance reason there's no one out there that then maybe they haven't seen this let's do just a real real quick rundown um uh, the monstrous spirit of a slain child murderer seeks revenge by invading the dreams of teenagers whose parents were responsible for his untimely death man so uh 1984's a nightmare on elm street um before we jump into it uh i think we forgot to do this on the previous episode there's going to be spoilers so if you've been under a rock for the last 36 years does that sound about right 36 years ago yeah yeah about that 1984 yeah 36 36 years damn yeah. I remember when this came out. We're really old. Oh, we said this before. We keep reiterating this. We're super old. Uh. <laughs> so now uh, we are um, going to go a little bit different. We're not going to go scene by scene. No, we're not going to do that. Because, I mean, the reality is there's, a, there's uh, unfortunately, there's a million podcasts out there. And I'm sure most of them have talked about Elm Street. This is why I always kind of. Uh, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to do that because, you know, everyone else has done it. But yeah. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't change that it's a classic. Oh, yeah. It's still a really good movie. Um, You know, I I could argue you got to throw it in the top 10 somewhere. It just depends, you know. Um, yeah. You know, so um, so I say, you know, you, you wanted to do it. I said, let's do it. So here we are. You know, we're not going to go the standard. We're going to say we're going to talk about stuff that we liked, yep. stuff that we didn't like. Yep. Maybe I don't know about you. I caught a few things uh, rewatching this last night that I hadn't caught before. Okay. I don't know if you. I don't know if you know. Maybe uh, you had a similar experience. Maybe it's something that just maybe you just didn't catch, didn't realize. Yeah. And, well, so you know, so, you know while we're talking, uh, throw them out there, and if I had caught it at some point, I'll yeah I'll confirm yeah. that. If not, you know they'll. Yeah, we can talk about that. No, nothing major, just a few things. But I mean, we, you know, again, we know this is a, um, this is a uh, Wes Craven. Wes Craven directed this. Um, uh, 
this, you know, let's let's throughout the the main characters really fast, just in case we got, you know, Heather Langenkamp uh, is Nancy. Yep. Uh, you know, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. <laughs> we can't forget Johnny Depp, you know, folks, because I don't know if this was his first his first major film, but it's the first seemed time I like re- it to me. It seemed like it to me. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Robert England, uh, which I've met, um, very nice gentleman. Uh, I sat in on a panel and I'm sure Robert England has done a bazillion of these panels and has probably been asked the same question a million times. And when I sat on this, I was listening to the questions and I'm like thinking, yeah, he's been asked this, but the nicest man, and he tells stories and you're engaged. And I loved it because he's probably been asked these things so yeah. many times. But he still went at it at the same patience level, same yes, like just engagement. Very, yes, he's very genuine and he's <clears throat> he engages with the fan or the person that's asking the question. And I love that because I've met I've met my fair share of horror icons and people that maybe are not an icon that had been in horror movies and some of them are assholes. Yeah. I'm not going to mention any of them. Some are great. Robert yeah. England was yep. great. Yep. Um, so I just want to throw that out there. Um, anyone out there who has met him. Awesome guy. Awesome guy. So anyways, I went onto his uh, website um, and uh, you know, he will, uh, he will autograph uh, stuff. You know, yeah. the, the, like photos of, you know, uh, Freddie, mm-hmm. um, that's on his site that you could purchase and he'll autograph for you. He'll, he'll put a little quote or whatever you want him to say. And for like, I don't know, like a little bit more, he'll take a, um, a picture of him holding, yes. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I went that route and, and, um, you know, opted for the picture of him, you know, signing it for me. Yeah. And he's like sitting, he's sitting on his bed in his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and he's holding, he's holding it up and it's got like the little quote and everything, yeah. you know, and he's got this like look and it's, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I just thought it was really cool. I'm I, like, I wish more of these, these people would do something like that. Yeah. A lot of you people know? don't, a lot of them don't do that. Yeah. He's great, man. I, I remember meeting him at some con, um, here in, God, I think it was, at, I think it was in Sacramento. Um, and I waited in line. It wasn't a long line, you know, um, and and it didn't matter the 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 the, the length of the line. I was going to meet Robert England. Yeah, because I had met a lot of other people. Oh, I had yeah, met yeah. him, and I waited in line, and I got to him, and 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 uh, you know, we chatted a little bit, and he was sitting there drinking a <clears throat> drinking wine, had a glass of wine right next to him. Yeah, you know, just chilled out and just relaxed and just like I mean, you could. You could you could approach him in any way you wanted to. You could chat with him, and and I, I like that. Um, again, I've met people that aren't like that, and I would never um, wait in a line and and pay to see them or have them sign anything. Look, with me and you know this, man. You rub me wrong once, see you later, man. I'm good. Yeah, you know. And but him all day long, man. Yeah. And and the stories he had to tell. He was roommates with uh, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. I know this story. Yeah, yeah. And I just yeah. thought it was. And he sat in there telling the story. I didn't know this. And I'm like, they were roommates. And he auditioned for Luke Skywalker. And and he comes back to the. He comes back to his the and, his apartment and, and he, he goes, suggested to he Mark suggested Mark, that, yeah you, you dude there's this movie you'd be perfect for it yeah and the rest is history yep. that's that's pretty damn cool story yeah 
you know, but anyways, totally. I, yeah. Anyways, I, I think we probably talked too long about Robert England. But um, let's see. Uh, John Saxon is the dad, or Lieutenant Thompson. Yeah. Always loved John Saxon. Uh, Marge is the mom. Uh, Tina, Amanda uh, Weiss. Yeah. Um, she was supposed to be here in Sacramento, of course, in the pandemic hit, and everything was postponed. And, and you know, she didn't have a huge role in the movie in terms of total screen time. But I mean, the, what she did have was. She's great. Yeah. I, I always liked her. Yeah. I liked her in, in Fast Times. I liked her in Better Off Dead, which is probably my favorite 80s comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's really good. Um, Rod uh, and I, you know. That he really, was appropriately douchebaggy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only other movie I ever saw him in was a mid-80s comedy called Wildcats with Goldie Hawn. It's a football movie, hmm. which also has Woody Harrelson. And uh, Wesley Snipes, um, it's actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good movie. Other than that, I don't remember ever seeing him in anything else. And I'm sure he's done plenty of other things. Yeah. Um, going back to what I said earlier, what I never caught, I knew she was in this movie, which is Lynn Shea. She's in the uh, Insidious uh, franchise. Which one is she again? She, uh, Lynn Shea, she's older now, but she's the one that, she's the one that the medium that does in the Insidious movies. She's the one oh, that, well, that yeah, she's a the, teacher. the further. She's yeah, a teacher. she she plays the teacher in yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. I knew she was in it. Yes. What I didn't realize is that she's the younger sister of Robert Shea, who who who's the founder of New Line Cinema. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't know that. Re- I I knew the name. I just didn't put two and two together. Yeah, but she, yeah. But yeah. I remember her being in it. No, I mean, you know, I, I didn't watch a. Um, I didn't watch this last night or anything in preparation for, you know, but I, the last time I saw it was uh, probably a month ago. Yeah. Um, and I, and yeah, I, I had, um, yeah. I had noticed that I'm like, Oh yeah, look, insidious yeah. medium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I remember her being in it. I know it was a small part, but I remember her being in it. And I think I'd read like Wes Craven through his, like, I don't know, some family member who was like the nurse, you know, mm-hmm. inside one of the scenes. I, 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 I don't know, man. Where's um, your past? Which I love, dude. I love this. Is, <laughs> that is such an iconic scene I know. and I never get tired of it. I, I love this scene. It, it's it's awesome. What I will tell you. Okay. So again, we're not going to go scene by scene. We don't need to. Uh, I will tell we'll, let's go over some stuff that we liked. Okay. Uh, some stuff that we didn't like that. I I've always had a problem with, and I'm hoping you're on the same. <laughs> so first, first out of the gate, I remember seeing this movie when I was a teenager, I'm going to say 15, maybe. Yeah, because nineteen eighty four. You were born in sixty nine. Sixty nine, yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, I was I was over at a friend's house, and you know, of course, that was VHS. Yeah, know? yeah. And the second that movie started, like after that New Line Cinema thing, mm, you know, yeah. that little effect, oh, yeah. you know, and they go right into um, the boiler room, mm-hmm. and it's like all that like creepy ambient music going on, and all you hear is you know uh, Freddy Krueger all. Nah. Yeah. You know, as he's like creating his glove <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's gritty yes. and it's just, I mean, it just pulled me in. And, mm-hmm. and then the last thing when he, when he makes the glove, he finishes it and he like, he like mm-hmm. does the thing with his hand where mm-hmm. he like, you know, yeah. and then they got that sound that, you know, and I was like, Oh God, this is good. <laughs> yeah. I'm is, in for a ride on yeah, this one. It, it scared the crap out of me. I think the first time I saw it, I didn't see it in the theater. It was on HBO. Oh, watching it on HBO and after part one, everything else I saw in the theater, 
But the first time I'm like, what is this? You know, I, cause 84, I'm probably 12, no, let's say 84, I'm 12, I'm 12. I'm 12 years old. So yeah. I, at this time, I like, I'm into horror movies, but I'm not enough. I mean, it's not like nowadays, everything you can hop on your phone, computer, whatever it's there. Yeah. I think I, <clears throat> I think I saw it on HBO, man. And it was like, damn. And it, it scared me. Fuck yeah. It's a scare. It's a scary movie. It is. Um, nowadays we've seen so many of them and it's, there's still stuff there's that, that, you know, that, uh, you know, that scares me that, that, you know, some of the jump stuff, just some of the stuff just in general. Um, but rewatching this last night, what I love about this movie is, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm hoping you can jump in and maybe if I don't say it right, the dirtiness, you said gritty grit, Mm-hmm. The dirtiness and almost sliminess of this movie, because because what people seem to forget is he was a child murderer. Yeah, as these as these as these movies went along and oh. they became more popular, they glamorized Freddy. Yeah, you would find him in uh, the Toys R Uses of the world and the Targets and all these places. I'm like, people, you're selling stuff, and he is a child murderer. So and so. <laughs> I, with this first film, it really feels just, it feels dirty and it feels, everything about it is so raw. And that's what I really liked to his makeup, because as the movies progressed, they changed his makeup, you yeah. know, um, <clears throat> but this was, it, it felt, I don't know if this is the right word, but his makeup felt wet and it felt yeah. burnt and gross and yeah. just, and just, ugh, you know, to me, the, the entire the entirety of the, excuse me, the first, the first movie, the entirety of it to me felt so much more weighty and so much more gritty and dirty and nasty. And, you know, and it's what I love the most about it. Now I, you and I have had conversations over the years on this and, um, I know there's, a number of them after like sequels mm-hmm. after. Yeah. And, and some of them, I, I agree with you, you know, that I do like, like I think it was part three or whatever. Part three is my favorite. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so I mean, you know, th- there are, there are sequels that I also um, like, but for me, what they seem to do after the, uh, the first one, they started to, like you said a little bit, uh, sensationalize or glamorized uh, Freddy Krueger, but they started to give him this ridiculous sense of humor that, that the more and more these sequels uh, progressed, the less and less I, I really kind of liked that yeah. aspect. You know, the, you know, it was like he did in the first one, he did have some lines here and there. But I, but the difference to me between the lines that he would say in the first one versus the, the sequels, the first one, they were delivered in an extremely scary, creepy, Mm -hmm. unsettling way. Mm -hmm. And as the uh, sequels progressed, they became just stupid puns. Yeah, they did. You know, and it just a lot, it just became comedic to me and it just lost that creep factor that the first one brings no definitely and i would agree with you um you know everyone craps on part two and and i and i'll crap on it as well it's not a good movie um there are stuff in part two that is really good the makeup the, the phenomenal in it and there's some cool special effects in it but as a whole, it's bad. So for the most time, I usually just try to skip over part two and I go to part three. Yeah. Part three is still 
it, the special effects in this is are phenomenal. I saw this in the theater, I think two or three times, and I was just blown away by what they did with special effects in part three. Um, but, but you know, it, it, it was, it's so fun for me. And, and, and as you know, I love fun movies and where it's not too serious and there's some humor and it's some, some still really cool special effects and good acting. And, and you got this with part three. So that's why I always say just from an entertainment standpoint, part yeah. three does it for me. Sure. If we were to get rid of every sequel for Elm Street, you don't need any other sequels. The first one is a, is a great standalone movie, man. It should have really just been left there. But, you know, we know when it comes to money and it's oh, like, yeah. oh, damn. We Well, that was Wes Craven's actual whole idea. He, he didn't expect this no. to go any further than that. You know, that was the production house or whatever or well, the producer. Was, well let's be real if you've ever sat down and watched um god damn it is i don't know if it's never sleep again yeah i saw that is the, the documentary this was all about money oh, robert, yeah. robert shea was all about cranking mm-hmm. these things out yep. to uh well he saw a franchise and oh absolutely yep. and, and let's be honest man if i was in his shoes i probably would have did the same damn thing you know uh, yeah, I look, know, there's art and then there's money. And it's like, if I'm starting up a, a, a studio and ultimately I gotta, I gotta make money. And if Freddie is the meal ticket so I can make other movies. Yeah. That, uh, yeah well, it's just too bad. They, uh, they couldn't have just continued to infuse that same scary grit. It's those movies after the first one, those movies didn't scare me anymore. No, man. Oh my gosh. I was watching recently. It was, uh, it was on TV, uh, part five. Mm. What a piece of shit this is, man. I remember when it came out, I wanted to, <laughs> I got to tell this quick story. Um, I was working at the movie theater at the time when dream child came out. Cause I believe yeah. part five is dream child. Yeah. I think I was still at the movie theater and it wasn't playing at our theater. I, it was playing like I, I worked for at the time it was like century Sayufi mm-hmm. since then it's changed hands. And you, our competitor was unite. It was UA yep. to, and they were down the They were down the street. And so what we would do is sometimes we would, we would get with employees and we would trade up passes. And, and I wanted to see this dream child lot. Cause I was huge. I was, you know, Freddie was always my favorite. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I love Chucky. I love, I love the idea of Chucky, you know, especially from a marketing standpoint, if you're to remove everything else from a marketing standpoint, I love Chucky, what they've done with this little doll. I'm such an anomalous horror movie fan. I hate Chucky. Do you? I can't stand those movies. They're they're not scary. They're not scary, but just the idea of Chucky is so cool, man. I mean, especially like I said, from a marketing standpoint to, to sell this little doll, that's not real. It's just, to me, it's brilliant, but I went into Dream Child and I did something bad. I think I snuck into the movie. I don't know how I got in, but I snuck in because, you know, when you work for a movie theater, you know all the tricks sure. to get in and out and what to Listen, do. You were young, man. You're I gonna, was young. You're I was going to cut corners. And you're I did. Do, you know. And I yeah. snuck in and I got caught and I got <gasps> kicked out. You got caught. I got caught. <laughs> I got caught oh during. God. Yeah. And oh, so, Lord. and so uh, I was booted out, which is fine because I kicked out plenty of, of people at the theater. I worked out. Um, we used to keep track of how many people we'd kick out. We'd have like little nicknames. Then. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know none of this is really relevant, but, but so then when I finally got a chance to see it at another theater, 
I'm like, what the hell? It was so bad. The makeup was horrible, 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 horrible. The acting was terrible. It was just a shitty movie. Anyways, that was part five. Yeah. That was my experience with part five. But, but again, getting back to it, I agree, man. I mean, they, they made him, they made him so, you know, marketable. They were selling a lot of merchandise and it just, it lost what part one did. Seriously. Like, you know, it's like, um, now I know that this is probably going to shit on the one that you like the most. Cause I think <laughs> that's what this scene is from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the pepperoni pizza. No, that's part four. That's part four. Okay. Yeah. I have a problem you with know, that one too. It, and it's like, or like the, Oh, sweet, fresh meat, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah part four. Yeah. It just, the more and more it went, it, they yes. just turned him into a comedic pun dude, factory. Dude. And it just, <sighs> it just, it lost it. For me, and that's why that this first one always is going to be my go-to. When I think of uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't consider really the others. To me, the first one yeah. is the, is it everything needed to be told in that movie? It did. Nothing it, it, else needed to be expanded upon. No, it did a it, it brilliant did. job, yeah. it, you know, describing everything. And I walk, could walk away from that going. Absolutely, yeah, man. I'm if good. we had never had a sequel, we would have been cool with it. Granted, of course, at the end, you know, and that's probably that that guy involvement and wanting to have a uh, a franchise going. You know, Robert they Shea, yeah. you know drag the mom through the, <laughs> the little tiny suit. <laughs> that was yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Like, we can, in every single movie we can find stuff that bothers us, and then the fact that we've we we we've, we've rewatched these things so many times, we are gonna pick up on stuff. And now that we're doing a podcast, we're going to almost overanalyze it. And then it's like, uh. so let's do this. Okay. Let's go ahead and talk about what we hate. Hate first. Okay. Yeah. No. So that, so that we end on a, on a good. Okay. We can do that. So so go ahead then. I hear, I want to hear what you have to say. There's a few things that I, I, I can't stand. Um, First off, the acting is horrible in this. Okay. Minus, minus John Saxon, who is great. Yeah. Um, Johnny Depp is young and there is some stuff in here, some dialogue that, oh my God, I just, uh, Amanda Weiss is good. I love her. I love John Saxon. Other than that, dude, Nancy, Heather Langenkamp is bad. And I'm sorry, Heather, you know, she's horrible in this. And I I don't know if this was her first film or whatever this, she's terrible. She was stiff. Her lines came across very not natural. No. Um, The mother Marge, I'm not. Even, I don't remember her. The actress's name was. I'm sorry, just so fucking bad. Like I had a hard time. Not to mention just the the character itself. Just the character itself. I couldn't stand I, I, her. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's not good. Um, you know, Rod's okay from what he is. I'm fine with him. Yeah. Because again, I saw him in another movie. He was the same guy. The viewers with um, a twirling lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is just bad. Oh my God, dude. Like, yeah. like the part with Johnny Depp where he's like, uh, who's ever out there? I'm going to punch oh, your lights out. Kitty, I'm kitty. like, yeah. Cha, cha, cha. Really, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. And then the later on in the film where, where Nancy's talking to me, he's like, <clears throat> I'm like, dude, this is just, oh my God. I, I almost cringe because it's so bad. It is. But, you know, Nancy and the mom are really, really bad. Really bad. Yeah. Look, man, Robert England's phenomenal. John Saxon is good. And and hell, I even go as far as to say Lynn Shea, the teacher, is okay. Because, I mean, we know she's she's done a ton of stuff since. And Amanda Weiss is good. 
Uh, dude, other than that, I'm like, oh, I'm oh my God. with names. Uh, Tina, who was that? Actor? Yep, Amanda Weiss. Aman- Amanda She's Weiss. good. Yeah. She's really good. I like her. Yeah. You know, I liked her in all the other movies, you know, in Fast Times. I liked her in Better I Off Dead. her lines, like, I felt she delivered them. She pretty- was really, dude, I was yeah. I was watching this last night going, I almost wish they would have rotated it and had, had and had, and had and Nancy die off one. first. Yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> because she was really solid. And I think. 84 better off dead, I think was 85. So I don't know. Um, she's really good, yeah. but, she, but Amanda Weiss has done a ton of stuff. And I just, I, I always felt even, even Heather Langenkamp in part three, her acting sucked. Yeah. It wasn't like she got better. You know, I just, I'm sorry. I, you know, I hate to be like an ass, but, but yeah, that's, that was one of my main, okay. The, that, and the other thing that has always bothered me is the booby trap scene. <laughs> <laughs> okay man well so dad hey i'm gonna get this guy and come back in 20 minutes and in the 20 minute span she set up all these fucking booby traps and then tucked her mom into bed and still had 10 minutes to spare that's my fucking problem with this and yeah I'm so, I, look <clears throat> we say it's we got to suspend belief, okay? But come on, Wes Craven, do a better job with there this. There was definitely a pacing problem uh, uh, during that part of the. I just I can't get past it, man. Movie. I yeah. can't get past it. You're telling me she 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 took uh, shotgun shells and got all the open them up, up open Which, them up. Yeah, that takes a oh, second to do. Fuck yeah, and drain like, them uh-huh. and popped a hole in the light bulb and poured them all in. And then I got a, um, I got a, uh, uh, was it a sledge sledgehammer? Uh, sledgehammer, and I rigged it to my door. <laughs> I did all of these things and then still had a heartfelt conversation with my mom. <laughs> and, then right ten, and then had ten minutes to spare. Right. Well, I mean, look, the, the heartfelt conversation with the mom would have taken. 10. Dude, easily. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Yeah, there's a pacing problem, definitely, that uh, part of the movie. You know, that they they took some liberties to to do, you know, Hollywood time speed, you know, uh, during that. They, they could yeah. have somehow I, I don't know. They they could have easily fixed that. You know, and they didn't even do it. And again, I don't know if this is even the solution, but I mean, God, maybe maybe experiment with montage. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean right? 80s montage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. just you know, of showing all these various things occurring. Definitely. You know, montage that shit. You know, instead of yeah. making it real time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They could have fixed this by saying, "Hey, Dad, um, I'm going to get this guy." Um, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how you solve it by saying, "Come back in 20 minutes." Hey, when I start yelling out the window. <laughs> And I start breaking shit. Hey, why don't you come over and check, make sure I'm okay? I don't know, but well, it could have been a simple fix. Is just don't give a time frame like that. Don't give some ridiculously un unachievable time frame as yes, twenty minutes, man. Why don't look. you say, um, wow, I don't know. You know, why don't you say, look, I'm gonna go. Out, I'm gonna get this guy, and and you know, so. Be looking across the street and if yeah. you see anything, you know, or, or come, I don't know anything, but other, yeah. Putting a, putting a time frame on it. Just, it just, look, I've always had a problem with this and rewatching this again. I just, uh, I can't get past it. I can't get past it. Yeah. You know? So again, it's, it could have been easily fixed. Um, you know, that, that, that is a problem. Like, like I said, the two main things for me is the acting and, and that, um, there are probably a few other things I can, I can think of, but 
But you know, then I'm I'm nitpicking, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. But those are the two things, like uh, that are very glaring for me that I just can't get past. Well, I can't. I mean, it's okay to nitpick some stuff. So I mean, any other things that you um, can think of that uh, uh, offhand? I, then there was one other thing, but I can't think of it right now. You know, maybe it'll it'll come to me. Anything that bothers you? Like, I mean, I think. Uh, well, I mean, definitely. Definitely that booby trap scene. I mean, definitely the timing of that. Um, I always look past that. I think by the time I got to that part in the movie, um, I don't know. I I think I just gave myself permission maybe to just go, okay, whatever. You know, this is clearly, you know, you couldn't do all that stuff in the time frame that was given. But I'm thinking about it because I was thinking about it last night. Okay. So. I, I I know it's 1984, and nowadays in in the 2020, you know, with technology and and everyone seems to know everything. But you live in a let's just call it a a regular suburban neighborhood in 1984. Yeah, um, it looks populated. I, I don't know how big of a town it is, um, but it's populated enough. You're telling me that none of these parents ever ever let it leak that hey by the way we killed some guy you know what i mean you know how stories go people call them urban legends at times we know this wasn't an urban legend but but how did you never slip up if if there were a group of parents you're telling me i mean getting drunk one night I don't know, being out and about, it never came out. And so the kids never knew about Freddy. Yeah, but it was clearly not every parent. I understand that. Because, but there was, but there was enough parents. No, no, I get that. I get that. But um, it could also have been a, 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 um, one of those, one of those things that occurred in the past that people are embarrassed by and don't want to talk about it. Cause I mean, you look in 2020, we don't have a problem talking about these things. I mean, not everybody, some people still have a problem talking about stuff like this, but by and large, you know, people are a little more open to talking about stuff like that back then. Not so much. And you understand too, is that, so think about this, think about the timing. Okay. He comes back to, to fuck with the parents kids yes and they had grown up at least into into, see, to, to, to end up being hang on yeah. into being a teenager they had you know so there was a lot of a lot of time had gone by from the point where the parents had uh had tracked him down in his boiler room mm-hmm. and through you know like lit the place on fire sure. right okay so if we're going to assume that the the movie is taking place in the time that the movie actually was released in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Let's just assume that that's when the, the time frame of this thing is in the movie. Then that was, would be the seventies that that occurred in, but they never talk about that. They no, never, no, no. They never I know give they, a time I frame. I know they don't talk about it. I'm just giving an explanation as to why I don't necessarily think that's such a bad thing that, that, that where I'm leading me to believe that, that to me, it makes sense why these parents would never have said anything. And to why these kids uh, don't necessarily know about it. Okay. Because back then, I mean, you know, I, I remember when I was a kid, um, my grandmother, um, we used to go over to my grandmother's all the time. Now this was in the seventies, mid seventies. Okay. Okay. And there was a, ch- a child molester lived right around the corner. You know, we didn't know about it at the time. 
but uh, that uh, that person got arrested. And I remember specifically going over to this, uh, I didn't go into his house, but I was on his porch mm. because I don't know, I guess for whatever reason he would, I don't know what these child molesters do. They're able to uh, interface with kids and yeah. kids get comfortable Man- with them. And, them. Uh huh. And, um, I know of at least one or two kids that we all used to hang out with that got molested by him. Oh, that's you horrible. know what I mean? Um, but it was always a hush, hush thing. Nobody ever wanted to talk about it because it was an embarrassment and it was okay. a this and it okay. was a that. So these parents, if you, if you, we go down the timeline of this thing, they track that guy down, you know, it would be in the seventies and then, and then enough time has gone by to where now those parents, kids are teenagers. What are they? 16, 15, 16, 15 what? to 17. Yeah. yeah. 15, okay. 16. Yeah. So enough time has gone by. I can absolutely see those parents you know, being tight lipped and not talking about anything. Cause all they want to do is, is mm-hmm. bury their head in the sand. They're, sure. not, they're not trying to have conversations, but it's not like you and I, you know, we have heart to heart, you know, open ended yeah. discussions with our children, you know, about the dangers of this world. And that's just not the way it was in the seventies. True. You true. I, I, okay. I, I guess now that you're kind of, you know, so it's completely plausible that these parents yeah. would not say a word. You know? Okay. I, all right. Then I guess I, it doesn't bother me as much. I mean, you know, that's why I wanted to bring it up because I thought maybe you'd have a, an opinion on it. So I, I guess I could see that, mm-hmm. you know, um, all right. I guess I'll let that one go. I'll let that, I'll let that one go, man. I'll let it go. Um, other than that, I mean, the, I mean, I was thinking about this, watching this movie last night and I was like, there was one part where when, when Tina wakes up mm-hmm. and, you know, Freddie's throwing rocks at her, her window. Yeah. And I'm thinking, no, no way in hell I'm going outside. Well, okay. This, but see, but then I, I but I, then I think it's a dream and sometimes you can't control what you're doing. See, and that, there you go. That to me is one of the brilliant things about this particular story is that, right. Isn't the one, uh, a cliche in horror movies trope? that trope, whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, is, is this idea that, you're in the woods or at a campsite or wherever the hell you are, (laughs) you know, and shit starts to go down and then you're going to be so stupid as to like, here, let's split up, you know, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to go in and, and, you know, I, I saw some weird shadow or I saw a person like, you know, seems like a creep, you know, but here, let me go ahead and walk over there and take a look, you know? (laughs) Well, this story and, and the whole backstory to Freddy Krueger and the whole thing, makes that explainable to what you just said. Yeah. You can't control. I mean, often, you know, you try, but you sometimes have no control what you're doing in a dream. So dreams are segmented and sometimes disjointed. And sometimes you go in and out of timelines on a dream. You know what I mean? And so absolutely. I can see going like, Oh, what, you know, someone's like throwing a rock, you know? And then in your dream, it shifts to oh my boyfriend must be down out there Something. even though yeah I'm he's in, he's in, in the bed. he's in bed or what is that and yeah. it's like like if it was let's let's say it's quote unquote real it's not a dream sequence no way I'm I'm checking that out no way I'm I'm waking my boyfriend up yes okay hey hey Rod I heard look dude there's a there's a crack in in the window 
Please come down. I'm scared. Yeah. Well, this is a dream. So it's it's all out the window. Absolutely. And so I'm like rewatching this last night through kind of different lens. Everything's upside down. It is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so it's it's definitely possible. It's a dream. I can't control what's going on in the dream. I know I'm scared, but I'm going to go and investigate. Yep. And and then and and so yeah, so I was, you know, like like it, for a second I was irritated, but I'm like, no, it's it's dream. Yeah. It's a dream. So it's like I, you know. And and let's go ahead and just take this moment to talk about let's expand on that entire scene. Mm-hmm. Which leads up to, in my opinion, one of the creepiest goddamn things I've ever seen on a movie. <laughs> the, the arms. The freaking arms, man. And, yeah. and you know, and we've talked about this off uh, microphone or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. um, how, um, you know, they they actually thought it was kind of stupid and cheesy yeah. and they almost didn't put it in. <laughs> yeah. And it is actually one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. It, it is. You know, she comes down out of there, you know, investigating the, little, the. Yeah, the little alley. It's like an alley. It, it's an alley. Yeah. So it's like it's basically alley. the backyard has okay, a, a okay. gate that yeah. opens up into this back alley. It's it's almost where, because I believe the the building that he was scraping his, mm-hmm. his knives on. Yeah. I think it's there. It might be like either a shed of some kind or possibly even the okay. gar- garage, like a detached garage. Oh, okay. I can see that. Okay. okay. All right. So that was like a driveway kind of, okay. pull, you know? Yeah. And I, and I've seen, I've seen places like this. Not, it's not as common these days. Like they're not going to build something like, yeah. but older, older neighborhoods or subdivisions yeah. would have that. Absolutely. Yeah. They would. So, so yeah. And you know, and she goes, she goes out there and, and turns around and he has got these accordion, <laughs> arm what do they got to be each one's got to be eight feet long yes yes and it's not even like perfectly straight no because i think it was perfectly straight i don't think it'd be effective no it's wonky and it's weird wonky fucking it's just yes yes dude this is and then the music kicks kicks in and then and then oh my god I don't know if it was Robert England himself or if they had some double. I'm going to assume it was Robert England. But right after that, when she starts to run oh, and he's running he's, after, he's, yes. he's running like a like a creep. Like <laughs> I don't know what you. Yes, it's it's fucking scary. like a boogeyman. <laughs> yes, like every time I watch this scene, I I feel like I'm in her shoes and I'm like I'm the I'm getting the f out dude, of you, dude. dude. I am scared. Yeah, yeah. She goes through the gate back to go back to the house. Run past that tree and then he jumps out of this this impossibly thin well i mean the, yeah. the the fact that the tree is thin is not impossible but he jumps out from behind it impossibly like there's no way he could have been hidden no and that's no. that speaks more to the wacky dream yes um, sequences that occur in you know yes yeah and then the and then the, Eighteen, you know, eighteen. Yeah, watch and, this. And I'm like, and then I'm thinking to myself, in reality, I'm not watching this. I'm getting inside, but it's like, no, it's the dream, yeah, totally. And that's why, and that's why, rewatching this, and again from a different from a different lens perspective, I'm like, okay, I had a better appreciation because I've seen it so many times. But again, for 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 us sitting down to do a podcast, I got to start looking for other stuff and analyze it in a different. A different way. Yeah. And I appreciated it more yeah. by looking at it in that aspect. It's like, no, it's a it's a it's a dream. So, you know, so the cutting off of the fingers and the stuff. Yeah. And this is where it's like you, you look at him and he's so grimy and dirty and just 
you like, okay, yeah, I can see him being a child murderer and all of these, you know. So now I believe it was this scene. Um, so, okay. So after that, he, he jumps on top of her. They're at the front porch. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Uh, back porch, front back porch, a porch. Okay, yeah. so, he, so he jumps on top of her. They're struggling, whatever. Doesn't, um, doesn't she grab his face yes. and pull like his skin off? Yes. And it's just like a skull, but I mean, well, like a weird skull. Well, it's what it would seem to me is just, uh, wet, nasty <laughs> skin underneath what would be just burnt flesh. Yeah. Kind of like a combination of like part skull, but part other. Yeah. yeah and then he has great. that maniacal cackling yes. laugh after that shit, which would have just, I would have been building cabins <laughs> in my shorts, you, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, and then just nastiness. I would say that this scene right here is probably the gnarliest bloody scene in the entire thing. Um, that uh, next to say the Johnny Depp scene. Oh. Yes. But I mean, they're, they're okay. different. They're I want to talk with you about that one. Cause this okay. is a, actually a pip, but this, it. yeah, but this is, this is a, again, iconic. This is a, this is a great scene. Well, and I, and I try to, and I remember watching the documentary thinking, how did they film this? Because rods on the ground, she looks like she's on the ceiling twirling around and it's like, okay, well it's from a different, it's shot from a different yeah. perspective, but it's, but it's great. It's great, man. It's like she's sliced and, and she's, she, it looks like she's going up the ceiling and she's moving her bloods everywhere. And, yeah, yeah. and, you know, Rod no, thinks something's there, but he can't see anything. He just, it's just, man. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, uh, so when, when, uh, my daughter Shaylee, when I first introduced her to this, uh, the first time around, yeah. um, she got as far as that scene and, could, <laughs> and couldn't do anymore. Yeah. Now, granted, it was like a couple of number of years later that when yeah. she actually like embraced the horror movie thing, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking as a parent back then. I think I was probably, <laughs> it was like, I wanted her to <laughs> like horror movies too. Cause I do. Dude, yeah. But I think, I think I had introduced it a little too soon. She wasn't quite ready. Yeah. Yeah. That. And it took a couple of years. And then she came at me a couple of years later and said, Hey, I want to revisit that nightmare on Elm street. And yeah. And then at that time, a couple of years gone by, she was fine. What's interesting you know. is, is uh, when you, when we do this, they can go one or two ways. Yeah. Eventually they're going to embrace it like Shaylee did. Yeah. Or not embrace it like Andrea did. Right. I, I showed Andrea a lot of horror movies and she liked them and she was scared of them. She won't watch horror movies with me anymore. Yeah. She won't. And yeah. it, and it, and I'm so bummed by it because I love her and I sitting down and watching movies and then we could talk about it and, and what was she feeling? But she won't watch him with me anymore. She said that she's scared of him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, damn, did I do that? <laughs> so it could have been, I mean, like if we are going to, if we're going to assume that for a minute that uh, maybe that was the reason it could be that, um, you know, maybe you just sort of hammered on a little bit longer than maybe you maybe. should. Maybe like maybe. The, the first moment you noticed she was really yeah. scared over it. You should have just pulled it back and let I, her come to you. Cause yeah. that's the difference. But that's I, what I did with, yeah. with, T, uh, with Shaylee. But with, see, you know, I don't ever recall that happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, spe I'm spitballing here. Yeah. Right? And, and so I don't think I ever introduced Elm street to her. Um, I do a few, I remember a few, you know, um, and I remember, you know, her watching and putting the blanket over her head, but I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Just maybe over time, she just, yeah, you know, and it's okay. Um, it's it, cool. Maybe down the road, she she gets out of that phase and then she can watch, you know, 
She yeah. can watch these scary flicks with her pops again, but you yeah. know, I mean, just, this could just be moments in time. It could be. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So what were we talking about? Uh, um, well, we were talking about oh, that scene. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, like to me that, that was a, a pretty gnarly scene out. Like in my opinion, it's the nastiest. And, and so now let's, let's fast forward to that scene. You just with Johnny, with Johnny, with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. My issue with that scene, I'd say this is my moment. If your moment was, you know, the booby trap uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. This was my moment. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, it's a stupid thing. It's a small thing. And I just had to suspend my belief, but what the hell with the fire hydrants worth of blood <laughs> shooting out of that bed? Yeah. It, it it was overkill to me. It was like, it looked like, like the shining scene when oh when, the elevator yes mm-hmm. when when you've got this literal like <laughs> torrent river of blood splashing up over everything which you know i uh, I, I get what I, you're saying so i okay I, I have when watching this movie going yeah we know there's not that much blood but it but again i think I just have accepted it over the years. Well, I and, have too, but it doesn't, but it doesn't it mean right. it doesn't bother me. Um, but it maybe just not as much as it bothered it's, you. It's stupid. <laughs> I know. Okay. Look, he's asleep. Okay. Yeah. Here. Okay. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. He's asleep. Okay. He obviously he's dreaming. So what we're witnessing is what is happening to him as he's dreaming. Okay. Okay. Freddie's hand comes up with the knife, mm. sucks him into, into the, bed. the bed. Okay. Okay. That's dream. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not long after that, there's like a gurgle, gurgle <laughs> that you hear. And then all of a sudden, you know, hot springs, you know, okay. comes okay. shooting out of the bed. Mom opens the door to witness this torrent, this shooting of blood, which, which should be dream. If we're going to go off this idea of like a right. hyper fantastical events that occur, that should be dream world. But she's witnessing this fire hydrants worth of blood. And that to me is a discontinuity of story. Uh, okay. Okay. I haven't looked at it that way. I agree with you. It's um, ridiculous. Okay, because if she there was come, no there was no time. Yeah, no she time opens whatsoever. the door. No time. And if she had simply walked in and there was just little sprays or whatever, or if she had come in, if if all of that had occurred and then the dust settles, and, and then she comes in because she heard something, or going to turn off his TV or something, something and okay. came into just a blood splattered room, I would get behind that a hundred percent. Okay, okay, no, I agree with you because we could, if it's just a dream, whatever blood they want to throw into the mix, it's a dream. Yes, so we can we can bypass yeah, it. Absolutely. It's it's good. But as soon as she opens that door, she's now because she's not part of the dream. Correct. And it, and and you, we and you, we cannot argue. We can't, you know, because I was just thinking this in my head. Too. I'm trying to explore alternatives or what ifs. You know, when when Nancy pulls like stuff out of her dream, you know, yeah. we can't argue that because Johnny Depp had no opportunity. Well, he died. He had no opportunity no. to pull anything out of anything. Nope. So in that moment, that would have been a scenario where mom pulled something out of the dream, which did not occur. Yeah. So uh-uh, that scene does not work. Yeah. For me. It, okay. So now I have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So now every time I watch it, I'm going to think about that. Now. So that's why yeah. I come back to the scene where Tina is drug up the wall. 
and slashed up like that. And just everything about that scene to me is the most intense scene in that entire. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, that's true. It's the most realistic. It's the most. Oh no, they did a fantastic job with it. Like, I mean, effects for Brady four was, that was great. However. Go ahead. I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to follow this a little bit, um, so those fantastical things occurring to Tina being drug up the wall and being mm-hmm. slashed or whatever, why would, uh, well, no, I'm going to go back. I'm okay. going to say that now I have no problem with that. Okay. okay. Uh, just, I was just thinking like, well, our boyfriend witnessed it. Yeah. But what he witnessed beyond her being drug up the wall kind of a thing. Yeah. Wasn't so fantastical. She got slashed in the inner in, you know, basically the midsection. So the amount of blood that happened there, I think was appropriate. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. That, that to me, yes. I I didn't feel like that was out of the, it was believable, I guess is what I would say. Right. It was believable. Um, the amount of blood at least, um, I guess we could talk about, I mean, I guess we could talk about Rod's death. I mean, Oh yeah. You know, I mean, um, I don't know, man. I mean, he's Okay. So again, nothing big deal, but I mean, uh, this was funny to me. They were supposed to be 15. Cause I think there's a couple, there was like the news report online on, on the, uh, excuse me, on the television that said, Hey, 15 year old Tina. So-and-so was I'm like, dude, she's 20 fucking five. <laughs> well, uh, Amanda Weiss was 25. And it's yeah. like, you I think she looked 15. No, <laughs> well, no, it's a hard one. I, even Nancy was 20, which leads me to uh, one of the scenes where she's looking at herself, like in the mirror or something. I think when, 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 uh, Oh God, I look 25 or whatever. Yeah. She goes, there. Oh my God, I look 20. Well, she yeah. was 20 when she was right, making the movie. Right. I thought that was kind of funny. Well, now like the, now the Rod character though, um, he is actually an adult. Oh yeah. He's 18, I believe. In the so, movie, in so the movie they actually talk about is, that. Is he's 18? Yeah, okay. because that's why he's in jail. Okay. Just regular okay. ass jail. And he like, looks like he's in his, easily in his twenties, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but it's just like you made her 15. I mean, make her 17 or I don't know, man. I, whatever. But I mean, he was still in high school though, which is totally possible. I mean, yeah, you know, my, yeah. uh, my, um, uh, daughter's uh, boyfriend, he's 18, but there, he's a senior. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think I was 18 when I graduated. So, mm-hmm. cause of my birthday, but, yeah. um, yeah. Um, I, I mean, she has this, um, I, okay. Let's, before we go to that, let's talk a little bit. Because we're just going to be talking about scenes we like. Um, she falls asleep in class. What the hell? First of all, why are you going to school? Your best friend has just been brutally murdered, supposedly. Yeah. Guy, I ain't going to school, man. I'm staying home. But okay, you know, for the sake of the movie, we're going, you know, I fall asleep in, ca- in class. I see Tina. I love I love these scenes. Um, you know, the body bag and being yep. dragged across, and then I'm going to go and investigate, and then I run into the, the hall monitor, which I'm sure in high school, especially back in the day, we all ran into the hall oh, monitor. Yeah. But I just... This I dig because it's it's Freddie, but it's not Freddie. It's yeah. It's this. It's this just high school student, and yep. but she's got the she's got the sweater, and she's got the little badge that says Hall Monitor, and and I love the you know you know hey hey Nancy no run you know dude, the because the wind blows through and there's leaves and yeah. Dude, one of my, I mean, out of all of the movies, and there are some cool things happening in these movies, especially special effects wise. Dude, I love this. Man. Yeah. This absolutely. is awesome, dude. Yep. I, 
I dig it, man. Um, Do I just live? I mean, it was a subtle thing too. Um, you know, uh, with the body bag and then nobody, you can't see him picks up her feet and then her hand flops Uh up like like that. (laughs) And then like a a trail of stuff, blood and juice. (laughs) Juice. I know I just messing, but you know, the, 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 the the fluids, the body just being drugged across and it, and it goes back to the just gross dirtiness the sliminess of this movie, yeah, which is I, I have to give it to Wes Craven. I mean, it's you know, it's it's awesome, man. Because again, we're talking about child murder and yeah. in a in a bo- in a broiler room, and and as you start to see the, the the these scenes with the broiler room and the and his little area where he probably brought them in a little cot, it. It's it, it it all ties it together and you can almost picture it and it's a it's uneasy. Yeah. You know, yeah, and so definitely. that's the brilliance of, of the movie. Yeah. You know, so so yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I love that scene. Um, you know, anything you wanna I mean, I you know, the rod scene is cool, it's whatever for me, you know, it's yeah, the uh you know it, it's what I I mean, I love the effect when when you know Freddie's coming through the the bars at the jail. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, you ever think about like, I wonder how they shot that effect. Cause it looks freaking good. You know, when he's, he walks straight through and it's well, like, it's, I always wonder those things, you know, it, nowadays it's just layers. Yeah. Yeah. They, I don't they know, just, man. It's composite layers when yeah. they're, when in film, you know, it looks, look, there are effects back in the eighties and they look bad. Yeah. Like they look bad. This looks good. And yeah. it's like, you just, I don't know, man, I guess it's the difference between a, an okay filmmaker and a great filmmaker, or, right? Or, or post-production. Yeah. Whoever did post-production. You know. But I mean, you know, she has a dream that Rod's going to be, you know, attacked by Freddie and, you know, and then they wake up and, Hey, we got to get to the, we got to get to the police department and, yeah. you know, and, yeah. And we, we see the tell, they see the tell end of Rod being hung. We know Freddie's wrapped the sheet around him. Again, yeah. I love I love little things like this because I always when I when I see cool effects, I wonder how they did it. How do they get the sheet to look like it's moving? And do they do they film it in reverse? How do they you know? Right. I mean, because he's clearly you know the the sheet is moving and it's going around his neck because he wakes up to to this being done. And it's like, how do they film that effect? Do they do it in a reverse? probably right yeah they film it in re- and they, they film it in the reverse i don't know man I, yeah uh, that's what yeah that's interesting yeah uh, i'll have I to know. look that up yeah i don't know yeah i mean if donovan was here you probably know he probably i don't know it was something he learned in yeah. school but yeah yeah just i don't know though I, I you know these are these are cool scenes i mean you know um so um yeah well, i mean that scene was uh this one's okay. I mean, it was it's okay. Not, I, I I didn't find it. It's whatever, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it's it was you appropriate know. for what needed to occur. Exactly. Yeah, I more mean, of him. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. One scene that was pretty gnarly, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, it was whatever, you know. But it was during that scene when she goes to the police station, or she's gonna, you know, doesn't isn't Tina in the body bag, you know? 
Nancy. Yes. And then, and, and then, and then there's yeah. all the slugs and all that shit. Looks coming. like it almost looked like it almost looked like the, like snakes that they yeah. threw gook on. And yeah, yeah, new bugs are coming out of her mouth mm-hmm. again. Yeah, yeah, which fits with the whole feel of this movie. It, it just, does. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's gross and it just yeah. You almost like after you watch it, you almost want to take a shower. Yeah, <laughs> wash your hands or something. Yeah, I don't know. For you sure. know. For sure. So again, it's it's the brilliance of what was what Wes Craven did with this movie. Cause, yeah, cause he this, didn't do with the other ones. Well, I mean, um, no, he, there was a point where he got back involved, but I'm not mean, really, I really, I think it was the, uh, like he would write a script and he wouldn't direct. He did direct the new nightmare. Um, so he did direct that one, but not of the other ones, not yeah. all those stupid, yeah. dumb. Well, so it's, uh, so all those other ones though, and that's kind of why they have a different vibe, Stu- Absol- different director, ab- different, you know, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, they just ran in a wrong direction. My opinion. But. They did. They did. <clears throat> they would almost, they would look this, this goes down to money. What Robert Shea would do is. Look, man, I mean, as a whole, you're there to make money. What's the what's the profitability profitability of of this? So am I gonna first of all, Wes Craven was doing other stuff, but let's say he wanted to do it. He's gonna he's gonna want more money. Yeah. Robert Shea wasn't willing to do that. So he would hire no name, you know, directors. Maybe they've done a movie or two, but nothing big. Right. And he'd pay them pennies. Yeah. And they'd direct this movie and they'd make they'd make lots of do these Elm Street movies for the most part. They made money. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um I would so. argue they made uh, they made the money they made because um, they're hardcore fans. The, their 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 base, yep, was went into each movie with expectations that, that they're going to relive the glory of mm-hmm. that first one. That would be me, and then they would get a little <laughs> let down. Well, oh, absolutely. maybe not enough to completely abandon shit, but they'd be let down on the movie. Yeah. And then when the next one came out, they'd be like, "Oh, this is the one where they redeem themselves." Uh-huh. And then you go to that one, and you just you want to cling to that hope that you're good that they're going to get yeah. back to what you your nostalgia. You know, you described me to a T. Yeah, because I knew they were like. After four, because four, I I like four. I don't love four, but four I can tolerate. I can watch it because there's still some good acting and some good special effects. Yeah. His makeup still looks really good. After five, why did I continue? Well, it's because I thought it was going to, yeah. They were going to redeem yeah. them. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. So I'm a sucker, man. They got a lot of my money. Yeah. Uh, yep. Not to mention all the crap that I bought back in the day. Yep. <laughs> I don't have any of that stuff. But I mean, I, you know, it's like, uh, for me, like it's the lore too. I mean, I love the lore of this. I mean, it's one of the most original ideas in, it really in is. horror. It really it is. It really, really is. Yeah. The, in 1984, and I was looking this up, it's a movie that I bet you've never seen. And it's a movie I wouldn't mind you and I doing at some point. It's called Dreamscape. Came out the same year, 1984. Hmm. Dennis uh, Dennis Quaid. I might have actually uh, seen it. Max von Sydow. It's not bringing a bell, but I... Yeah, Dennis Quaid, though. Yeah, Dennis Quaid, Max von Sydow. I think Christopher Plummer is in it. Um, It's a really good movie that a lot of people don't talk about. Um. It seems to kind of like, I don't know, kind of like flies under the radar, but it's, but it's a really well-made movie. I enjoy it a lot, but it came out same year and deals with dreams. Different story, of course, but I just thought that was interesting, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but you know, a lot of movies do that. Like I think um, American Werewolf in London and The Howling came out around the same time dealing with, you know, werewolf transformations where they were almost almost like in competition with each other. I'm not saying that's the thing with Elm Street and Dreamscape, but you know, 
Um, I think I've seen this. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I have. I've forgotten all about this. Yeah, I love this movie, man. Um, But uh, anyways, um, so what else? uh, What else? Oh, Mm. I guess little small little things. I do love the, um, you know, I'm your boyfriend now with the phone. I think it's, (laughs) you know, because that, you can look at it. I used to have one of those phones. Oh, yeah. I'm sure all of us. I think we all did. Yeah. Yeah. you could you could argue it's hokey, but I don't think it is. Like it still looks pretty good. Yeah. And 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 you could again, some of these, you know, one liners that got more <clears throat> funny as the sequels went on. I mean, I'm your boyfriend now. I mean, and the tongue's coming out of the phone. I mean, you See, could almost argue that, that it's that I believe is where is is the 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 kernel of idea <laughs> yeah. in the first one that all of these but, you know, films and all of these people who were decision makers uh, latched on to. I, I, you're absolutely stuff. right. Yeah. They latched on to that. Because where the, else did it happen really in the movie? It didn't happen with, it didn't really happen with Tina. No. It didn't really happen with Rod or nope. Glenn's, you know, Glenn. No. It was really that. Yeah. You know? it w- Yeah. It were those um, little tiny scenes of, you know. Yeah. And they probably, yeah, they probably <clears> go, <throat> okay, well, what can we do here? And then it was like, oh, hey. And then they just expanded on it and. But like, so like, yeah, going back, I could not, I couldn't stand the mom. She was, she was horrible, dude. Well, I mean, so not to mention the fact she was an alcoholic. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But I I just, I hated how, I hated how ridiculously resistant she was. Right. Not, not to want to believe it. And yeah, even though knowing full and well that, that she and a bunch of, uh, (laughs) um, parents, you know, um, did what they did. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's, and even after she takes her to that dream clinic, clinic, you yeah. know, and she pulls the freaking hat out of her damn dream. <laughs> even that yeah. doesn't make you the just mom need that, sleep, honey. It'd be it's better gonna, if you just sleep. You're good. It's going to kill me. But I'm, yeah, dude, I'm like, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. I just, yeah, she was, the so, whole thing. And dude, look, I can tolerate the drinking because maybe she became an alcoholic because of what they did to Freddy Krueger. Uh, yeah. Or Fred. Or, for sure. For sure. I, at times they call him Fred. Well, other times they call him Freddy. And, and but, you know, the, uh, you know, she and, uh, the, the, uh, the dad, the dad were divorced, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, the only re- somewhat redeemable moment for me with the mom is when the mom finally had at least the balls to, uh, you know, take her down into their basement and, and tell her the whole story. They, they uh, have a broiler room or broiler. Bro- that was like a broiler down there. Wasn't it? Well, what would you consider that as some sort of, um, Oh God, I can't think Fur- not a furnace. Yeah, it was a furnace. Was that a furnace? Yeah, I mean, cause it, I mean, okay. Weird that there'd be a furnace in right. that house. It was huge. It's like and- in the eighties. I mean, <laughs> there was central heat and air in the eighties. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's kind of weird, but, yeah. but it was in their basement. You know, and whatever that thing was, we'll call it a furnace, you know, but I mean, at least the, the mom had a, you know, had the cojones then the foresight, you know, to have a little conversation with the daughter, explain what the parents did back then, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then, then to pull the knives out and, you know, and show her, look, you know, see mommy, even, you know, yeah. so mommy made it better. So you don't have to worry. She was just in denial. I think, you know, yeah. it was tra- very traumatic, obviously back, you know, when, when Kruger was alive and was molesting, molested like dozens and dozens of these mm. kids in the neighborhood, you know, so yeah. it was a very traumatic thing. And, you know, she's in denial and drunk yeah, alcoholics usually are. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so yeah, but at least she had that, you know, she did. I just, I, I couldn't get over her acting. She was so bad. It's just, oh my God. It's just, 
uh, it irritated me so oh, much, man. Oh, one other scene that <clears throat> was was awesome. Uh, it was earlier on in the mm-hmm. film. Um, I think it's toward the beginning. Um, you know, when when they none of them had died yet before the you know uh, Tina's flying up the wall and uh-huh. that whole thing. Um, the crucifix flies yes. off the wall and then, you. and then and then he stretches this is, it. Yes, mm-hmm. this is an awesome. That's an awesome scene. Which which really, if you think about it, it's very similar to the ending when he's coming through the bed. Yep. Yes, these are great. Yeah. Like, however they did this, I'm going to assume it's some some sort of uh, something that stretches that way. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know what it would be, but, you know. Um, some kind of latex or some kind of stretchable material. Dude, it's awesome. And, yeah. and somebody was behind there. And, and they're just pushing through, out. It's awesome. You know, yeah. and then in post, they, they put some. Yeah. Ghostly sort of effects on it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That very. Rewatching this again last night, I'm like, yeah, it still looks really good. It does. Really good. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, like I said, as a whole, everything for the most part still stands up. I mean, look, there's the stuff that bothers me. Sure. And, yeah. you know, you as well. But, but it's still a great movie. I mean, it's a classic for a reason. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. the music's phenomenal. I don't know if we've talked about that, but. Music is great. I love the idea of a nursery. I, I'm a well, sucker for nursery oh, rhymes yeah, yeah. in movies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they were the first to do a nursery Mm-mm. rhyme, but the, but the girls jump roping and this oh, weird yeah. filter on it. And, yeah. Dude, it's got this. that kind of dream like filter. Yeah. The music, I think on uh, last week's um, episode, uh, I had brought that up about the entity. Yeah. The music on the entity and this one. Yep. Yeah. And that the, uh, the um the guy who did the music uh, did that he was yes. the same guy who did yeah, both yeah yeah the the music on this on this movie is so awesome it it, it really is man yeah I, I mean it really you know it, it sets the tone uh it's very fitting for the movie um yeah, yeah it's it's great man I mean like I said there's always these elements in, in that make a <clears throat> that make a movie hold up and become a classic and right and music's always a big part and oh yeah. It, well, it, it sets the tone. It really does, man. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, is there any uh, anything else? Like, do we want to talk about like that we haven't talked about? Like anything that jumps out no. at you? Um. Okay, let's get to the end. So let's do this two ways. The the, the when the mom's pulled through the door, it's kind of that's cheesy. It's cheesy for me. It doesn't work. So we don't need to like harp on that. Okay, so um, the car, you know, the, you know, Glenn pulls up with her friends in the car and everything's fine. We're all good now. Is this, is this a dream? Is this not a dream? We're not sure. And then, you know, the, the heart, the car goes haywire. The top comes over. It's, you know, it's basically the colors of Freddie's sweater. Is it real? Is it not real? What, what are your thoughts on that? Because I mean, look, let's. Let's throw out the fact that we've had a million sequels. What the, what the F dude? Is it, is it real? Yeah. Uh, that's a hard one to answer. I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know what I almost feel like the, well, so what we know uh, of, you know, when we, uh, watch that, uh, what was that? Um, Oh, the documentary, documentary? never sleep again or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So what we know was that, uh, the ending of that movie, 
it turned out to be not exactly what Wes Craven yeah. was going for. Like he, in his mind, this was a one and done, you know, obviously, uh, that Rob, other guy, Robert Shea. Yeah. Robert Shea, horrible Shea, name. Shea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he had other things in mind. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he forced sort of that ending that allowed for the possibility of, uh, of a sequel. So I almost part of me feel like that ending just, they didn't do a good, you know, it doesn't make sense because it was tacked on to something that shouldn't have been there. Yeah. I really, truly believe the ending was supposed to be, you know, that they open up the door. It's bright. It's like the morning. It was a dream. Yeah. You know, and they had friends come and we drive come, off and we're good. And that's it. Ah. Done. But there, what happens, you know, is the addition. Yeah. And, and because it was tacked on, it's like, no, I insist because I want to make more of these things. Uh, it doesn't quite make sense. It no longer. Yeah. You know, because what we're left with then is, well, okay. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Everybody that we just saw die is now back alive. Okay. They jump in the car. Now all of a sudden, you know, the top comes down. It's Kruger's sweater. Yeah. You know, mom gets pulled through the door, impossibly small, (laughs) you know, so you could interpret that to mean that the whole thing was a dream because that's a fantastical thing to occur. Yes. Okay. I mean, right? Isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. And and it was done in a very dreamlike state, oh, all was. bright, yeah. and everything mm-hmm. seems kind sort of, of yeah. out of focus and mm-hmm. kind of brighter than things should be. Kind of like a different lens to it, or some weird yeah. flared. Yeah, um, right. So, I mean, you could interpret that to mean like, well, the whole darn thing was was a dream. Yeah, you know, or is it just that last little piece? They, they, all of a sudden they get sucked back in, but then well, what, what was the mechanism? So they die all over again. I mean, yeah. Right. What happened? What happened to them? Yeah. I don't oh, know. do we make an assumption that, uh, yeah, just Freddie got him in the end and that they all, he just killed them all over again. Every single damn one of them all over again, including the mom all over again, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, because they don't certainly address that. Oh, actually they do. Nancy comes back in. Well, she uh, comes back in part three. Exactly. So then you're led to. So then where's the continuity there? Well, that's okay. So the issue. Yeah. And that's the thing with part three. Well, we don't need to get into part three, but I always had an issue with that with. I don't want to get into that. That's a whole so, other discussion. So we certainly we we don't want to get all into that, but, you know, because we're we're not discussing part three. However, yeah. you know, to answer that question that you just posed, it's it's hard it's hard because obviously in a sequel, Nancy comes back, yeah. which means that she didn't die. No, she didn't. But it, at the end of this one, it, it makes it appear uh-huh. as though that's it. She's done. So, so then I guess we could, if, if we are to, if we are supposed to, uh, if we are supposed to, uh, okay, how do I say this? So we throw out number two and we go from one to three and we have Nancy in both. We're to assume that it was just a dream because she's back. She's not dead. So, but she has, you know, sleeping disorder and all these other things. And, and, and her mom and her friends died because in part three, she says that. Right. You know, so, so then, so then the very, very end is a dream. But prior to that, it wasn't a dream. See, this is the, this is, 
the problem with the very ending of this movie. It, it wasn't set up correctly to work. Yeah. But obviously because of politics. Sure. Yeah. You know, movie politics, money, 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 you know? <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't set up correctly. It wasn't worked out correctly. It, it opened up too many questions and it's okay to end a movie with a question or two. There's nothing wrong with that. Plenty of movies do it. Yeah. But this was tacked on as a massive afterthought and not really thought through. And because of that, you're left with too many questions, you know? Yeah. And I bet you this, this definitely was not Wes Craven's and he, 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 his arm was probably twisted on this. Definitely. And my guess, and I, I'd have to watch, I don't know, maybe some interviews or something with him. And my guess is he probably would have wanted to end it when Freddie basically kind of vanishes. Like I, I don't give you any more power. Yep. And you're now gone. Yep. And that would have been Wes Craven's ending. Absolutely. Her friend still would have been dead and mom would have been dead, but it, I, you no longer have my power and I'm done with you. Exactly. And yeah. then she moves on. Maybe she moves in with dad. Sure. Or yeah. whatever. It is, you know? yeah. 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 Yep. And that would have been that. Yep. 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 Mm. All right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> cool. Otherwise, man, uh, iconic movie and it transformed oh, it the, you know, in my opinion, a major influence on horror. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for sure. You know, um, yeah. Um, cool. Well, shit, man. Anything else? I don't know. Yeah, I think no, we kind of hit. I think we hit most everything, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's you know? good. So, yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but go check it out. I mean, you'll enjoy it. It is a good movie. Um, you know, minus the, some of the gripes we have. But, again, like I said, we could do that with every oh, yeah. friggin' movie out there. Yeah, you know? by and large. I mean, those things aside, the <laughs> Yeah. Still one of the most awesome horror movies ever to be filmed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So check it out if you haven't. Um, I think I'll do it for us, man. Thanks again for coming out. Yep. Um, everyone, uh, I don't know, man, be safe out there. And, um, you we're know, almost at the end of 2020. Woo-hoo. Yeah. We're almost Not at the 2021 isn't necessarily. Gonna... I think by the time this comes out, it probably be 2021 because yeah. we record these ahead of time. So, so, yeah. so Darren here can, uh, work his magic in the editing room and putting together some cool original music. Yeah. Hopefully you guys are enjoying that. But when you probably listen to this, this might be mid January or so, or might maybe be. end yeah. January. So, so hopefully 2021 is started out really good for yeah. you. Oh, hopefully hopefully <laughs> it, we're off to a good start and it continues, yeah. you know? So anyways, everyone take care. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you tell everyone about our ear for fear podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook Instagram, and Twitter at Ear for Fear. You can also check out our website, earforfear.com. There you can keep up to date on news, events, and episodes. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope you come back and get an earful.